Blog Talk Radio. Desperate Housewitches. I'm Raina Star, so you don't have to be. Desperate Housewitches is not a PG. <clears throat> Take two. Desperate Housewitches is not a G, PG, or even an R-rated show. So if bad language, bodily function, dirty talk of any kind might offend you, this may not be the show for you. Desperate Housewitches is brought to you by the incredibly wicked one, the amazing Dorothy Morrison. Please check out her social media page on Facebook for Wicked Witch Studios. It is the most magical time of the year. She is doing her limited edition candles, which we love on Halloween and Samhain and all of the good holidays that we love so much. So please check out www.wickedwitchstudios.com for the limited edition candles. I'm so excited. She's got sprays. She's got oil. She's got candles. You can get them in a set. They're phenomenal. I, I love them all. I've got them all. So check it out. That's wickedwitchstudios.com. All right, for the hour, my friend, I love this woman because she writes really good <laughs> books that I like, and it makes me super happy because she's like my 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 garden and kitchen witchery friend who writes books like Judica Illis, my beloved Judica Illis, who writes virtual encyclopedias of things. My friend, <laughs> Laurel well, Woodward. thank you, hey, Laurel. How hey, thank you? you. How are you? I'm Oh, you're so welcome. I'm doing great. I'm doing great. It's a, it's a wonderful, wonderful time right now. I'm so glad to hear that because I, you know, <laughs> there's just so much shit going on. It's so nice to hear somebody say, "Things are going great. I got everything <laughs> lined up. Life is working <laughs> out." I love when that happens. <laughs> Uh, for folks who don't know, uh, Laurel wrote the amazing Kitchen Witchery book, which I love. And what we're going to talk about some today is Backyard Garden Witchery. Um, this book is also beautiful, Creating Magical Space Outside Your Door. Um, I have to tell you, when you first asked me about this book and, and to do a, a blurb about it, I was like, I don't have a garden. <laughs> <laughs> What am I going to know about this thing? Except for the fact that I did live on a farm for a great deal of time. But diving into this book, and, you know, urban witch, as it were, I live in a city. I don't have a lot of garden space. I do have patches of ground outside the apartment, which are very nice, which have um, become growing spaces for me in the past week because my beloved neighbor died and left me a whole bunch of her plants, none of which are edibles, but it gave me ideas, uh-huh. uh, especially well, well, with your visit. That's what this book is for. It's to introduce the idea of um, natural space, no matter what type of space you have. Even even if you just have a, a balcony or a a patio where you can grow things in pots, it's about introducing the connection of nature in the space that we have to uh, make mm-hmm. that connection. You know, uh, the whole world has gone on this big uh, forest bathing and reconnect with, you know, go hiking, but you, you don't have to go out to find nature. It's right. right there, right outside your window. Absolutely, which is an, another reason why I love you so much, because you make everything super-duper accessible. And not for nothing, I actually have a lot of folks that I deal with at various local farmers markets, people who actually have figured out how to do the actual growing of food locally. And it's nice to have this book because now I can speak intelligently about things like wood sorrel and and other things (laughs) that I really adore that when you go to, say, a grocery store, they look at you like you have a duck on your head (laughs) because this is not – you know what I'm saying? These are these are yeah. things that people of knowledge grow, and it's not something you find in a mass 
production setting. These are these are delicate things that are grown by people who have a love of the earth, which I find so important, um, especially well, for somebody like me with no time at all, part hmm. of the pun, but, you know, <laughs> to be able to have these conversations and find these ingredients with people who are so passionate about it, you've really made that so much easier with this book. Well, when you make a connection with a certain plant and learn its habits and uh, forge a relationship with it, growing it and caring for it throughout the year, um, it really, really helps your magical knowledge and how to use that plant in, in your um, in your practice and, you know, e- even if it's not something that you eat, you know, it's um, it, like, uh, say, growing lavender. Lavender is such mm-hmm. a versatile herb because um, you can, you know, you, you can, it, it's, it smells great fresh, it smells great dried, it, it reacts, mm-hmm. our, um, our emotional state reacts to the scent. It's uh, calming and during times like like uh, all the chaos going on in the world, it's nice to have something we can turn to that just just smelling it um, calms and soothes the senses. And if you had a, a say a border of lavender right outside your door, you could access it anytime you wanted to. Um, Absolutely. Plus, Absolutely. Plus, I, I have lavender in bundles over my altar and over my bed to help me sleep. It's so funny you mentioned mm-hmm. lavender specifically. One of my favorites. Please continue. I, I do love lavender, too. I, um, I'm using a lot of lemon balm right now. Um, lemon balm is such an easy herb because it tastes good and it grows like a weed. You know, you plant it once and it's pretty much invasive. It'll just pop up everywhere. Um, it's e- You can use it fresh. You can use it dry. But I've been a... I've been, you know, I, I have a lot of kitchen witch in me, so I bring a lot of things into my recipes. And I've been making pastas, and I'll take a quarter cup of lemon balm and puree it in with my, and, and stir it into my ricotta, and then bake it into dishes. Mm. And it gives a nice little, little lemony hint, puts a little green specks throughout mm-hmm. the cheese, and it, it brings you that, that wonderful uplifting energy just to make things happier. Um, I'm right now I'm writing a wellness book and I'm, I'm really into, into things that, into the plants in our environment that lift the spirit. And, you know, there's so many adaptogens right in our environment that we're unaware of, um, Mm -hmm. that you can use to, in your bath magics, in your food, just to make you feel better, just to improve your outlet, just to escape the doldrums and, um, um, have a happier life. Uh, it's 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 magic oh, right at our fingertips. Absolutely, and I don't know if we had talked about this last time. I don't think we had, but you know, you have a, a you, part of part of one of the things you wrote about was bamboo, and right outside my back door is a wall, a growing wall of bamboo, and I was so happy when I found it in the book. I'm like. Yay! <laughs> it's right. It's right here. It's indigenous to my area. It's right outside. I didn't have to do anything. Yeah, you would be yeah. amazed. You you would be amazed by the things that are you know when you live in an urban setting you don't really realize there are still things growing everywhere not just trees like right outside your door in the pavement. You can find the most magical things if you have an eye to see it. And, you know, when I opened the back door and I was like, bamboo walls, yay! (laughs) I have a whole whole chapter just on weeds because a lot of the weeds, a lot of things we call weeds, are just plants that are growing where you don't want them to grow. And they they are such uh, hardy little things that um, they grow without care. And a lot of these things were brought to this country, you know, as medicine plants, as magic plants. Of course, some were just seeds in with, uh, in with the grains and stuff that did come over as weeds, but they all do have magical properties. Um, if we can just look at a, pa- a plant, learn how to identify it, and then it becomes a valuable ingredient to us. It becomes, you know, it can, if we forge a relationship, it can become an a ally in our magical practice. 
Um, I have, I have, my whole practice is, is built on working with plants. Um, yep. And I've, I've been practicing for years across uh, three different states. So it's, it's, uh, you know, I started in Arizona, moved to California and then came up to Oregon and, um, so uh, everywhere you go, it's just the, the local energies, the local energy systems. If you start working with your plants in your yard, it ties you into all the things that are going on right there in your environment. Which I would think is so much more important than necessarily having to have a specific ingredient from another location. I mean, if you're tied to the land and you have a relationship with where you live, I would assume that the magic and the ingredients that are grown in that location would make the magic stronger, wouldn't it? It feels that way to me. It feels that the flow is, is I don't have to initiate it. It's there. It's, you, you step into the, the, the web that's working instead of, you know, reaching out to something far away that you're connecting with. You know, it, you're already, you're in a system. You're in a a whole working web of power. Um, it's, it's, I think it's, it's how magic is, came, you know, how it came up, how the, in the old days, the, the woman, the women used what they had, you know, they didn't uh, go on the internet and order something from Hungary or Romania <laughs> or, or somewhere, you know, they, right. they dug up right. their roots and they clipped their leaves and they, they hung them up to dry, and and that's what I'm trying to do. That's what that's I'm. I've always been one to use what you have, um, and find value with things that are growing or things that are existing along with you. Um, I, that's I think that's what we. If you if you recognize what's what's going on around you, um, it really opens the door to a lot of of free ingredients, uh, allies that are there just mm-hmm. waiting for you to use and, and meet, and a whole magical, you know what it, what it does is it, 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 ushers in, it ushers in a magical point of view for mundane everyday existence where you, instead of checking out and, and stepping into a different reality for a ritual, you're always plugged in. You're always in the zone in, in your everyday life. Because these things are all around oh, you, surrounding you all the time. Definitely. I think that's so wise, though. Because, you know, as, as somebody from, again, from a city, first, I mean, literally New York City, um, I'm so used to having to, you know, or I, I should say it, when I was younger, I was used to having to buy stuff because obviously I didn't know what was available locally because my brain wasn't thinking along those lines as a young witch for me living in a city it was about oh well everything's accessible I can just go buy it um, and I think you know in in an age of consumerism which has been most of my life um, you get away from the essence of things when you start having to look outside for everything or feeling like you have to because you exactly. don't trust or somebody, or somebody told you that you can't use this, that, or the other thing that is local, that you have to spend this money to go buy these exotic ingredients. And I think, you know, perhaps we've lost some of our magical ingenuity or intuition right. uh, just from consumerism. What do you think about that? Um, I think you're dead on, but I also think it's a place where we all start. I know my beginning introduction to herbs as a young witch was at the uh, was at Vision Quest at a um, an occult shop where I I buy little baggies of dried stuff and then take them home and experiment with them, and then I started growing them in my garden, and my whole relationship completely changed. Um, yeah. Whereas as I would walk out into my environment and see something and something that would attract my attention and I'd go, oh, wow, what is that? And then I'd do my research, figure out what it was, figure out what it, it had qualities for, start using it. And, and now I don't buy, I really don't buy anything. I forge everything. Um, I buy seeds. 
I do buy seeds because I, I oh, sure. Yeah, but but that's that's it. Um, everything well, else I craft and and. That's, and I mean, go, the go fact ahead. that you're able to. No, I just think it's brilliant that you do it. I mean, obviously there was a lot of research put into this book, as there is everything you write, but. This book just reminds me that for you, this is like a lifelong practice. This isn't just, you weren't just handed an idea to do a book and you ran with it and did all the research. It, 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 you can feel in the book that this is a lifelong passion and love of mm-hmm. yours as opposed to something that you were just asked to write. Like you were right. meant to write kitchen witchery, you were meant to write backyard garden witchery um, because these are things that you are obviously passionate about. And I find it so helpful that I don't have to go and buy X, Y, and Z for a spell. You know, I can use things that are right outside the door, whether it be mm-hmm. the bamboo or the weeds or or any of the things that are growing wild. Um, and really now when I when I talk to a farmer, a local gardener or a local farmer, you know, it's about things more for flavor um, Mm -hmm. than actually for spellcraft because for spellcraft now, you know, all the stones I need are outside. Uh, Mm -hmm. I do have a a bad crystal addiction. (laughs) (laughs) I have so many rocks. rocks. The great Uh thing about rocks, though, is that you buy them once and you have them forever. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, but I, I, am, I am one of these people that, like, for example, I fell in love with Orca Agate uh, mm-hmm. thanks to my friend at Gallows Hill Witchery where I buy my, my, a lot of my stuff. I now have huge mountains of Orca Agate in my house because I just, love the vibe and I love the way it feels and I love the way it looks and Mm -hmm. the whole nine yards. But because I now don't have to buy ingredients for spells, I now have that money for crystals. So thanks. Um, That was very helpful. But I do love the idea of being tied to the land no matter how urban it is. You can have that. I mean, you can grow something it doesn't have to be huge. It doesn't have to be uh, a lot. It doesn't have to be popular. But anything that you nurture and put water to and, you know, love and air and sunlight and whatever it requires, you're going to be bound to it because you raised it yourself. So it almost doesn't matter as long as you have found something that you can devote some time to. I mean, there are people where, you know, obviously uh, this is their life and this is what they do. But for folks like me who have, like, multiple jobs and this, that, and the other thing and lots of commitments, you know, I can have, even in even in the wild craziness of my life, something that I can be connected to, like the bamboo outside the door. It's like right. I talk to it, I visit with it. It's amazing, and you've opened my eyes to that in such a creative and beautiful way. And I'm so appreciative uh, to you for doing that for me. Yeah. You know, this, this goes to houseplants too. I mean, I have a peace lily that I've had for years and it's a, it's, Mm -hmm. I've had to repot it like five times because it just keeps getting bigger, but it's a, it, it gives such a friendly energy whenever I'm frustrated or anything, I can just turn and look at it and I, it soothes me, you know, it, it um, gives me a lot of uh, of joy just having it, um, yeah. and it doesn't take a lot of care. Peacefulies, you know, you water them and let them dry out, and then when you forget it, you water them again, and, and they're so forgiving. Um, <laughs> yeah. But any sort, I'm not talking about you. You don't need a field. You don't need a field to to plant. You can have uh, just a few pots you tend. You can have a flower bed. You can have a whole yard. You can do whatever you like, whatever you're able to. Getting outside and yeah. making that connection with nature, you know, mm-hmm. it, it opens your mind. How can you be in a bad mood when you're outside under the sun hearing the birds sing and, and pulling weeds, you know? It's, uh, it's, I think gardening is the best form of exercise. Um, 
And and it's a meditation it too. Oh, absolutely. As a matter of fact, you know, I'm so glad you said that because as I've mentioned earlier, my next door neighbor passed away recently and unexpectedly mm. and she left me all of her plants. So now I wow. have her ivy, her her spider plant. I've got her crocus. I've got a tree of some sort. I need to send you a picture so you can help me identify it. I haven't been able okay. to identify it yet. Um, thank you. Uh, but it's this big tree she kept outside of her door. And I thought all of her plants were actually plastic because they all look really the same for all the years I've been here. And, you know, just having her around in her plants that she loves so much makes me so happy. And the, yeah. the, thing that cracked me up, the thing that cracked me up the most is that my husband is not a plant person. He doesn't, he, he says that he kills everything. He says he has two brown thumbs, blah, blah, blah. But he's the one who's been going out there when I'm at work, actually tending to these plants and, and watering <laughs> them and with them. And, you know, it, it, it's so funny that he he's one of these people that says, oh, I can't have plants, I kill everything. But he's out there doing it and, and keeping these plants healthy and happy. So why did I ask you, what do you say to people who say, I can't grow anything, I, I kill cactus, I have two brown thumbs? You just haven't met the right plant yet. Um, mm-hmm. you, you you know, you just have to modify your behavior. You can't water a cactus every day or you will kill it. You'll, you'll drown it. But you just have to modify your behavior and, and figure out what, what it needs and then learn how to, learn how to observe them so that you can create a dialogue with them and mm-hmm. you will notice, they'll, they'll tell you when they want to be watered. They'll tell you when they need something. They'll tell you when they're under attack. If you just observe them. Yeah. It's a nice relationship. It's nice to see him do something that he said he wouldn't do. I mean, yeah. to be honest I talk, with you. I talk I, to plants, too. When, when, yeah, in in my vegetable too. garden, in my vegetable garden, when uh-huh. I see, like, a, a new pumpkin or something, I go, oh, I see you. I see you. <laughs> but, yeah, I talk to my plants all the time. And they do respond to well, it. Of course they do. They're alive. I mean, I'm an animist, so to me everything's alive. I am too. I am too. Vegetation. Yeah, Mm. I mean, it just makes sense, right? I mean, what doesn't want to be loved and noticed and cared for if it's alive, whether it's a a person or a puppy or a plant? I mean, what difference does it make? It's alive. It wants to be recognized and cared for. So to me, that makes complete sense. I do the same thing. But I'm also the person that talks to my car. So, you know, again, animus, what am I going to tell you? So and to me, everything's alive, for sure, for sure. I think it's brilliant. Um, and, again, this is a, how we have a relationship with any kind of entity. You have to talk mm-hmm. to it. You have to ask it how it's feeling, what it needs, what it wants. I, again, I do that with my car. Do you need a washing? Yes. Do you need an oil check? What what can I get for you today? Because my car is another one of my children, or so you would think from the loving care she gets. There are some days and, she costs me more than one of my kids, I'll tell you quite honestly, but she's worth it because I love her <laughs> and she does her job. And, you know, they might not speak, but they do answer back. If you steal your mind and listen, you would be really suspri- surprised by some of the responses you'll get whether you you feel it or you sense it or you hear something or you smell something, um, there's communication going on, how we communicate. Exactly. And I know people think I'm nuts, but they thought I was nuts anyway, so that's really nothing new. (laughs) Me too, me too, I know. Right? Exactly what you mean. I know exactly what you mean. When I was a young person, I I had all, because my grandmother was a badass, and I was like, you know, when I get older, I want to be just like my grandmother. She said everything she thought, didn't give a shit if you liked it or not. She was just 100% completely herself at all times. And I'm like, that's what I aspire to be. (laughs) You know, I, I just. I think being the crazy old lady has a lot of benefits at this point in my life. 
because um, I get away with shit I never thought I'd get away with. It's kind of hilarious, especially at work. <laughs> you know, because I'm, tr- I'm, a, I'm, a dub- I'm a double threat because I'm from New York. I live in the South. I've got a big mouth, and I, my attitude is even fucking bigger. So people are like, oh, you know, that's a Yankee for you. And I'm like, as long as that's the excuse we're going with, Papa, we're going to do that. That's fine. <laughs> so I love it. I have way more fun now at 60 than I ever did at 20 or 30, to be completely well, honest. This well, is much, you know, you've, much more fun. the older you get, the more confident you become, too, and the more comfortable you are in your skin. <laughs> For me, because you're not as old as I am yet, but you'll see. When you get to I'm pretty, my age. I'm pretty close. <laughs> eh, you're, you're getting there. You're getting you're slowly. You're getting there slowly. <laughs> but quite honestly, at my age, it's not that I'm more confident or comfortable. It's that I no longer have any fucks to give. And that is the bottom line for me. <laughs> it's like I do. I want to do what I want, when I want to, with the people I want to, and anything else just does not interest me. And mm-hmm. sorry, you know, whatever. I and it's weird because when I was young, I was such a people pleaser, and people look at me now and they're like, "You were what?" And I'm like, "Yeah, hard <laughs> to believe, isn't it?" <laughs> But, you know, I did want to talk to you about something a little bit more serious because this, as as somebody who loves the land and and loves um, everything that grows, climate change has to be a concern for you. Oh, yeah. It's a real downer. Yes. Right? I mean. Yeah, it is. But it's important, I think, to talk about because the things that we do are obviously having an effect on this planet which is obviously right. having an effect on the things that we can grow. Um, mm-hmm. What are the things you're seeing that you're concerned about from a we have a potential to lose this plant standpoint? Are there things that you see that are obviously in some kind of a danger that we need to look out for? Well, I'm sure in each of our ecosystems there is something on the brink, but the the thing that – I don't know if you want to turn this in that direction, but, you know, just the destroying of the whole Amazon forest, there are parts of it that are never going to recover. You know, it's just so, so disheartening. Um, We've we've given control of this beautiful land to a few psychopaths, and they're just raping it and destroying it for money. Um, I, I really think it's capitalism that has ruined this amazing world that we have. And, you know, there, there, there are enough resources for everyone if we didn't have billionaires that, that hog it all. Um, I, try yeah, to keep my, my, my... I try to keep my thoughts in my, own little, in my own little biome. Or if I look at the big world view, I just go off into the chaos, you know? I mean, I understand that. I think it's an important topic from the standpoint of... The mm-hmm. fact that people look at at the rainforest as being something so removed from them that they it's like well that doesn't affect me. I don't think people realize um, what happens when trees die in massive amounts because of right. deforestation. I mean it's it's a crime against humanity for sure. But it is. I, you know it it seems like this thing that people don't recognize as affecting them because it's so oh, it's far away. It's over there. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, it, it's my opinion. And I'm, I am a capitalist. My problem is, or capitalism is something I believe in. My problem is with certain capitalists. Um, you know, capitalism is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, well, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Uh, the people who uh, have taken over control of, of, natural resources because you really don't own them. I don't care how much money you spend. You don't own anything really in on this earth. It's it's all borrowed. And the people who yeah. are destroying it are, are absolutely horrible people. So yes, there are certain capitalists that are absolutely it, it, destroying the world. It makes me sad to see a company that thinks a tree is a commodity and not a living mm-hmm. being. You know, 
so what I, what I do to combat that is I plant trees where I can. I plant trees in my environment or I care for the ones that I have um, Very cool. and honor them, you know. I, I, yeah. yeah, I, if you look at the big world, at the, at the, on the big scale of all the stuff that's going on, it is really disheartening, but you know what? We can fight back. We can take our usable, our reusable bags to the grocery store. We can stop trying to use plastic. We can, you know, just do small things. We can use less gas. Absolutely. You know, we can, yep. we can just, we can try to make uh, an an effort. I recycle. I'm a mm-hmm. big recycler. I reuse and reuse and reuse. I don't buy plastic, and I reuse all the plastic that I have. So all my garden uh-huh. pots in my greenhouse are things that I bought plants in. Um, oh, you know, I just reuse and reuse yeah. and reuse. Some of them, some of them are like five years old, but they're they're tough. You know, they're tough and they can mm-hmm. be reused. Um, but absolutely. I, I I totally think that that is a worthwhile message to to just do everything you can to to take care of the space you're in. Yeah, there are absolutely yeah. some things we cannot fight. We don't have all the money in the world combat the people who actually do have all the money in the world. Um, right. But exactly. Can, exactly. Right. But anything you can do locally is absolutely. Uh, worthwhile and and I would encourage folks to not give up because I see a lot of relaxing of of um, recyclables I mean I see a lot of people kind of not refilling water bottles and stuff like that and it's like no it, I mean okay you've got what you've got um, if you if you have it though reuse it as much as you possibly yeah, can exactly. without contributing more so I, I think that's and I I'm sorry I didn't mean to bring you down but it's such an important topic and I it think is. it's so relative to what we're talking about because you know I think about my friends in California a lot and you're near there and I yeah. mean all of these fires and and you know all of this hey, drought and there's there's a there's a lot of fires going on right right now we're in fire season and you couldn't go outside yesterday because the smoke was so bad there were so many particulates in the air. But I'm glad That's you brought great. that up because when I was talking at the uh, Llewellyn's, um, oh, it was their it was their Yule food thing. I was with there was with five with no with four other authors and it was great. One lady, uh-huh. one lady posed a question then said, "How has your practice changed?" And it got me to thinking, and it had changed. My whole view had shifted from prosperity and abundance to just simple wellness, simple feel-good, simple lifting outlook. And I wrote a wellness book, and Llewellyn bought it, and it's coming out next year. Um, and it's, it's all about using the nervines and the plants that we're growing in our area to, to our benefit, to boost our, our – um, because let's face it, right now it, with COVID, with the with, – everything that's going on with the political scene, with all the things happening in the world, with the war, it's a downer time. Um, And I think a lot of people are feeling a sense of sadness and loss. But you know what? If you keep your world view small and you see the beauty that is around you and you take time out for yourself for little little well-being rituals like a like a nice scented bath or a, a, a you know a cup of quiet herbal tea it really improves mood lifts your outlook and can make things okay yeah but but i think it's you're not, right i think uh i know all these things are important but for your own peace of mind yeah. having a a smaller worldview is healthy you know yeah yeah oh no get involved get involved in your get involved in your own government where you can have a a a voice you know speak up for things that are important to you in your own space um do what you can in your own area um make it so that you are a powerful force that that makes a difference but you know 
you have to funnel your energy into into areas where they matter, where they can help, and not not get disheartened by by what you can't affect. You know. Oh, I agree. Oh, absolutely. And I had this huge problem over the years where my look at the world was too so large that it became unmanageable. So that every time I listened to the news, I would. I mean, I would have nightmares and despair and, and could, you know, got to a point where it felt like, well, why am, why am I trying to do anything? It's all going to shit, basically. And no, what you speak is complete wisdom because when you make your worldview a little narrower and more local for the things you actually can control, it, it, first of all, it's empowering. Um, yeah. From, you know, I, from the standpoint I spent, of you can make a change. I spent most of Trump's pre, um, presidency angry. I was just raging. I was so mm-hmm. mad, um, and I had to. I had to just. I had to just step out of that and find my peace again. Um, we can. We can let media, you know, enrage us or just make us despair or you know make us feel like we have a. Um, no, there like there's no hope, but mm-hmm. th- yeah, yeah. Th- I that's that's why I wrote this. You know, each book I write comes from where I am at the time in my practice. Um, when I wrote Kitchen yeah. Witchery, I I'd just been diagnosed with an autoimmune disease, and I was having to find uh, gluten-free things to to uh, take its place to take the place of flour. And I'm a huge baker, so it was. I felt like I was cursed. Honestly, I felt like I had been cursed, and I. I couldn't do what I, I couldn't in, enjoy my passion anymore. And I had to find ways to, to do that. Um, and then sure. uh, COVID hit and we moved to Oregon into a house with a beautiful lawn. I moved from an awful, horrible apartment in Studio City to an amazing house with a, with a almost, a, you know, it's, uh, I, I don't know how big the lot is, but it's pretty big. And I could garden and stuff, yeah. and it, that was my love letter to the earth. Um, and then living through COVID where everything was isolated and we had to find a whole new way to live, um, that brought the wellness book out and how to deal with the insanity of, of that whole thing. Um, and now I have a new one that I'm spinning out, and it's I'm so excited about it. But it, it's, it's Tell me about it. It, well, it's too new to talk about, but it's it's about the care and feeding of household household gods, um, and I'm I'm really I'm I'm it's just uh, I'm inspired. It's inspiring for me. I, I love working well, on anything. I'm sure. It, that's <laughs> wonderful. I mean, and you're so you know this is what I love about you. Everything you write about and everything. With such a love of life and passion, and I know you probably struggled trying to figure out how to bake with an autoimmune deficiency, but you know I think you apply the same passion to everything, which is why the things you do are so beautiful, and <laughs> it, it just encourages Thank you, you to not give up. Well, because you Thank always you. you're always the person that points out to me. No, there's beauty in everything. Calm down. <laughs> you know, there is just beauty. Just go outside. This world is an amazing, beautiful place. <laughs> that's what I was saying. And that's just you, and that's that's why I cherish you so much, and I think you're you're so special, and I'm so grateful oh, that you come you. on and hang out with me. You thank do, you. You do write these beautiful, and they are really, like, love letters to the kitchen or the garden or what wherever it is and I'm so excited about your wellness book coming out that I'm like when do I get my copy can we go there I mean I'm really excited about it because I know it's going to have the same passion so you want to blurb it I'll send it to you (laughs) sure send it you know I will are you kidding okay even all right even with my one my one good eye. <laughs> do you do you like uh, bath magic? There's a lot of bath magic in it. 
I love saving <laughs> magic because I can convert. Here's the thing. I, I'm not really a sit-in-the-tub person, but anything mm-hmm. you sit in the tub with, you can convert into a shower bath. You no can. Problem. You can also do a foot bath. I do lots of foot baths. Ooh, you know, foot they're, bath. Hello. They're, they're uh, calming, especially after, you know, my, I have problems with my feet sometimes where they just ache. So it's nice to kick off your shoes and just put them in a nice, warm, scented bath of water. Really, really. And, you know, with, with whole political season. you use essential oils. Well, yeah. I mean, but with political season coming up again and the stress that that entails, because for me it's always yeah. stressful, because I, I do a news show in addition to this, and I have a monthly, I have two monthly news shows, and it's like, and they do stress me out, because it does upset me when I see the things going on, and I need things to de-stress me. So the idea that I could actually be doing a show with my feet in a bath to cover my ass <laughs> is a perfect idea and a great way to put two things together at once so maybe I don't get so overwhelmed. No, but You can you use your lavender, to too. There you go. And you, you have to learn to adjust whatever situation you find yourself in. A lot of the time, it's the situation you put yourself in. And while mm-hmm. I get stressed out about politics and the news, I also am very passionate about it. I love it. I love, you know, when I was a kid, it was rock and roll and rock stars. When I became older and an adult, it became politicians and politics. Those became <laughs> my rock stars. Mm-hmm. So it kind of, you know, it's kind of the same devotion and emotion, but it just transfers to something, quote, unquote, sure. older. Um, so, yeah, I mean, but it's still something I love, and I need a way to keep calm during it. And, yes, I do need some more fresh lavender, you are correct, because um, there's <laughs> never enough. For me, there's never enough lavender in anything. Like, I have lavender sprays and soaps and all the all the things, but fresh lavender, there's just something about fresh lavender that, that calms and cools the brain in such a unique yeah. way. Yes, yeah. And I, the scent really, I the, the scent really does work with our emotions. Um, you know, the power yeah. of uh, the power of scent is vastly underrated. It it has so oh, yeah. many. We have so many emotional responses to scents in our environment, uh, and a lot of times we're mm-hmm. responding we don't even know. You know, it's a uh, yeah. It's part of the power of plants. That's another book for you to write. I'm just saying. (laughs) Did I I just say that? Yes, I did. Uh, Well, because there's so many applications, and you can't fit it all in one or two books. You know, because you go from cooking and and gardening and self-healing with wellness book, and then just the aromatherapy aspect with the, you know, the calming or how to change the mood of a room because I really do believe that fragrance can, tr- can control emotions and I think oh, you, it can does. Set a it tone, does. you can Absolutely. set a tone for a meeting if you use the, the appropriate fragrances. Right. I mean, as somebody with a really sensitive nose, I react really strongly to fragrances as I'm sure you, know, you do too. I, I use, uh, I, one of my personal power fragrances is, is grapefruit oil. Um, use it to, you know, it's, it's invigorating. It, uh, cheerful. It, it makes me have, it helps with creative ideas. It's, um, Uh it's, you know, you can make a hair rinse and put, put some essential oil in or put some essential oil of grapefruit in a spray bottle and have a mister and just mist yourself or the room you're in. And it does renew the energy and it renews. It like awakens your your awareness. Um, I agree. I, I think uh, scent has an incredible power on, on our emotions. Yeah. I mean, do you wear perfume at all or any kind of cologne? Uh-huh. Uh, you know, I okay, do when so I think about it. What do you wear? What's um, your favorite? I don't have a favorite. And honestly, I mix 
I make most of my own with essential oils and the carrier oil that I wear. Perfect. Um, oh, that's awesome. And, yeah. and in, in the winter, it, I use a lot of cinnamon and, and cardamom. Um, in the mm, summer, cardamom. I use a lot of rose and jasmine. Um, nice. What do you wear? I what do you love, wear? I, okay, so I love peony. I love the oh, fragrance of peony. Me too. I, but my daily wear are, are citrus. I love the aquatic oh, yeah. notes. I love aquatic mm-hmm. notes. I love citrus notes. Um, I don't necessarily like to mix too much floral with my citrus. Um, mm-hmm. I like bright. I like cheerful. Like my Me mo- too. Okay, for example, my mother's one of these um, Chanel Number no. 5 folks. No, mm-hmm. no shade on Chanel Number no. 5. People love it. It's just, you know, this is just a personal thing for me. I find certain fragrances overbearing and old and yeah. uncomfortable, like they're strangling mm-hmm. me. Um, yeah. And so I really lean towards, you know, like when I do wear florals, it's, again, peony, magnolia, but simple. I don't like right. a lot of stuff. I you know, like I'm the same way. Additives. Yeah. Me too. Um. Uh, like uh, a lot of people like lilac. I find lilac overbearing and stifling. It reminds me of an uh, of an old lady's bedroom, and I don't know why. It I don't is. know why I have that response. No, because that's but, what it is. That's exactly <laughs> what it is. I have the same. My mother loves lilac. Same emotion that you are describing right now. That is exactly how I feel. I <laughs> totally. I'm not not a lot. My mother-in-law. God's rest mm-hmm. the soul. She loved lilacs too. I mean, yes, it is. An, it's like an older generational thing. I think so. With that fragrance. I, so. but I you, mean, it, you it, know, you like you like it, the, an, the the citrusy notes that I like. I do. And I think maybe I do. that's a generational thing too. That's yeah, so it could interesting. Be. Brighter energy, <laughs> inspiring energy. Yeah. You know, uh, uh, awakening. Um, yeah. Definitely. Yeah, that that oh, is wow. interesting. Just, it is. It's fascinating. I love the fact that, you know, because, I mean, we're not that far in age that it's totally mm-hmm. two different generations, but we both love these sparkly, clean, not over-encumbered by a million ingredients things. We like simple, clean fresh. scents. And I, and yeah, fresh. Fresh. Very fresh. Absolutely. Like... The most complicated thing I love is the right combination of bergamot and honeysuckle. If you get the oh, right I love combination, oh, just fantastic. But, but then again, but again, bergamot is a citrus, you know? Yeah, So you have those, those nice, yes, bright Italian. notes. Yeah. yeah. Yep, it sure is. And But the honeysuckle is all, well, the floral, if you cut it with bergamot to the right, to the right percentage, it's not heavy and cloying. It's, it's exactly sexy, fresh, sweetness, complex. Yeah, it's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I, I find the same thing with rose and jasmine. If you cut it with a, a like mm-hmm. a, a grapefruit mm-hmm. or a or a bergamot or a sweet mm-hmm. orange, it lifts oh, them, it yeah. elevates it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, that's so interesting. I think the study of fragrance is a very interesting topic. Um, you know, I think... I, I read this report. I read this report about um, a couple of studies that were done on how people... Uh, this, this perfume board was doing this study on on um, love potions, you know, and, and love scents. And they, <laughs> they found out that um, lavender was was very highly rated but cinnamon came in second and they they mm. decided that it was probably because of all the associations all the childhood associations of holidays and yeah. christmas time and baking with cinnamon and um you know scent works on our memories and it has the power to up a memory fresh from a long time ago just from catching a whiff of something um it it 
So if we do something and synth is in the background, it helps make what we're doing a memory to recall at another time. Um, and I just find that fascinating. Me too. I think there's so many types of therapies that can be used through, you know, olfactory methods. I, I mm-hmm. see that as being such a simple but overlooked methodology for helping people. You know, I mean, I would love to have fragrances created for me that would perhaps calm me down enough that I don't need some of my medications. You know what I mean? But yeah. there are alternate there are alternate things to, you know, getting the mind to respond so that it lessens pain or fear mm-hmm. or anxiety. Right. You know, anxiety, all of yeah. the things. Like, what a what an interesting interesting thing. Um, and you're so suited for it. I've got to say, you're because you, you have all this knowledge. I'm just saying, just, just putting it out there, just. You know, one of my crazy ideas, one of my harebrained schemes. What can I say? Well, I'm going to send no, you this well-known. I love it. I, I'll send you this book to a uh, blurb. It, it does. It does have a lot of a uh, of um, emotional response to sense in it. Um, I do cover, I think, Wonderful. all the essential oils and a lot of the um, of of uh, different uh, nervines that we have access to just uh, to pick in our environment, like. Um, Lemon balm, or California poppy, or uh, lavender, or um, hawthorn leaves. You know. Um, cool. cool, cool. I love it. You know, you mentioned something that I love that is also an overlooked spice, which is cardamom. I mm. love, love, love cardamom. It's one of my. Well, you favorites. know, cardamom's a love, love spice. It. it it's a love oil. It, it it's a it's a love it, potion. It, I love it with cinnamon, especially. I love mm-hmm. it when it's yeah. combined with cinnamon. It's such a beautiful, sensuous fragrance when you mix them together, and especially mm-hmm. in baking. I think you and I had previously discussed the cinnamon rolls that I sprinkled cardamom Ooh, on, yes. and it just oh, yes. blew my doors off. It was so good. It just adds Those- this something. In Those sound amazing. It, it adds a it adds a complexity, um, and yeah. it 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 would be fantastic. I would like to try those. Yeah, you just open up my world to all kinds of things every time. <laughs> but it's one of the things I I love having you for because you you just have all these great ideas. And again, you know, how do you not love Someone who is so passionate about stuff. I mean, I I wish more people had your passion about, well, quite frankly, anything. But you know, you've got <laughs> your you. you've got your world specialty and your the stuff you do, and I just love you for it because it's always knocked out of the park. This book, well, thank you. your last book, your next book. I'm so excited. So so excited. Well, you know, I try and, and keep a magical I, I, mindset, um, and it do. it, it helps. I it helps to do that. It, it helps um keep things amazing. It 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 makes my little corner of life a magical place. Um, you know, it, it really is. It really is a magical place. I walk outside, I see a lizard, and I'm filled with joy at meeting this cute little creature. Um, that runs across my path, you know, and it's it's only because I noticed him that that brings that that wonder of nature into my into my life. Um, even if our even if our even if we just have small glimpses while we're walking to the car of nature, if we're if we open ourselves and be aware of the beauty, it has the ability to affect us in incredible ways. Um, that helps remind us that just because we're stuck in a schedule or just because we have to do this thing that we don't want to do, we can connect to the awesomeness all around us. Um, and we can bring magic even into the office it's through a cup of tea, you know, or through uh, through a 
a little um, plant we keep on our desk or through an image we pin on our wall, you know, or, you know, through a, a, a little dish of dried herbs we keep on our, on our desk, you know, there are so many things we can do to keep yep. the magic going. Um, we just, you just have to have a magical mindset. And I have to tell you, this is why you're never going to get old, ever. Because you've got that youthful... Because <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of crazy? <laughs> no, because you've got that youthful exuberance and, and this love and passion for life, which I have to tell you, that's rare. I don't have a lot of people in my life like you. And I just... Uh, that's why I, I, I know we don't you. talk often, but you I just think so you're... Well, you are special, and and I just want you to know how much I respect and admire you, and and I keep asking you on because you're you're needed. You're totally needed. You are a breath of fresh air. You remind me of joy, and it doesn't have to be something you buy. It can just be stepping outside, and I just love you for that. I just think you're fantastic. and that's a choice you have to make. You have to you have to decide: Are you going to be plugged into the chaos, or are you going to step out of it and find your own peace or existence? Are you yeah. going to find the own magic in your own area? You know, are you going to plug into that magical network that already exists? That that's your choice. Yeah, yeah. very true. Oh my you can gosh. watch the news and, and be angry like I spent most of of twenty twenty, oh. or you can step yeah. out. I know. Yeah, no, you're totally right. I Listen, I spent from 2015 to 2020 probably being the most miserable I had ever been in my life. And I don't, I don't want to do that anymore. So I've, yeah. I've tried to make a concerted effort. Um, now, I can't say it's going to stay this way if y'all crazy people put Trump back in, but that's a separate issue. <laughs> but I'm, I'm trying to maintain my pool. I'm just yeah. saying. No, but, I mean, you know, I love waking up and not wondering what the president did to almost get us all killed. So, you know, right. I mean, there are yeah. questions to right now peace and quiet. But anyway, I just... I just think you're fantastic. I can't wait for the next book. Yes, send it to me. Yes, I'll blow it because thank for you. you, I'll do it. Absolutely. Why, thank you. So before we go, because we are really down to seconds, tell people how to find you. And if you're doing classes or if you're doing appearances, what's all the good information that we need? Well, I'm at Liminal Landscapes. That's my blog, and there's a schedule there. You can find me there. Um, you can find my Instagram. You can find pretty much anything from liminallandscapes.com. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. And you're on all the socials, I'm assuming? Oh, that yeah. Is your yeah. central touch point. That's yeah, Mark is my, Mark is my, um, my publicist Publishing. said, you need to do TikTok. Yeah. So I did, and I hate to say it, but it's become a little bit of an addiction. I, I it, it TikTok once you once you when you embrace TikTok, it is so fun. You can make these little videos of anything, and then it, you can plug them in anywhere. Um, and they give you music, and they give you all the editing stuff, and it's simple. You don't have to be a techie to do it. Um, so I yeah, Marcus just plugged me into TikTok oh. too. Yeah, I I need training on TikTok. I love watching TikTok. But I'm I'm not at all. I mean, and I have an account, so I can create, but I don't know how. And you I, know what? I just guess just try point. one. It's just try one. It's it, it's it walks you through each step. It's super super simple. If I can do it, okay. you can do it. Oh hush. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. I will in my copious spare time. I promise I will look at it and see what I can do with it. But <laughs> Laurel Woodward, backyard garden witchery. Laurel, thank you so much for coming and spending Saturday afternoon with me. I, I love you to pieces. I think you're brilliant. I love you too, Raina. You're awesome. Thank you for inviting me. I always have such a great time talking with you. I'm so glad because we're going to do it again very soon. (laughs) (laughs) All right. You have a wonderful afternoon. I will talk to you you. probably 
in the next half hour or so, I'll drop you an email and we'll we'll talk okay. about our next visit. Have a good Perfect. one, my love. You too. Thank Bye. you. Bye. All right, everybody. I will be back on Friday with Opal Luna. Going to talk about some crafty witchery. Can't wait. Very excited. Um, and Saturday, we're going to be talking about magic for troubled times with Deborah Castellano. I'm really excited. Um, so please tune in. Other than that, have a great week. Love you guys. Bye.